0: I want to give you a couple of quick announcements before we jump into the word that God put in my spirit for you. Number one, the brand new magazine's shipping. Uh, it's in today. We're shipping it out. It's being labeled for you now. So if you would like to get uh, the new fall edition of Miracle Word magazine, um, it's in the office today. It's being shipped out. They're labeling it, they're getting everything ready. If you'd like your copy, and this is a special copy, and I'm going to tell you why it's a special issue in just a minute. But um, if you would like to get your Uh, issue mailed to your house every quarter, uh, all you have to do is go to miracleword.com forward slash live. Actually, if you just go to miracleword.com, right at the top of the homepage is a picture of the latest edition of the magazine and you can click on it and and fill out the form and we will put you on file and have you um, ready to go. When we release every new issue, it'll come directly to your home and we'll mail it to you free of charge. And we do that to be a blessing to you. But the reason that we want to really uh, emphasize this one, uh, my wife and I, is because it's the very first issue of Miracle Word magazine that Maddie has written an article. My daughter Madeline put together an article uh, for your kids in this edition of Miracle Word magazine and uh, it's exciting. So she's actually doing this and those of you that are parents, I wanted to give you a heads up on this kind of ahead of time. Um, Madeline, <clears throat> she loves this anyway. She would love to, uh, she loves to, to talk to other kids and to talk about Jesus and, and it's, it's just, it's awesome because even with her, her neighbors and stuff, her and Brooklyn come back with questions all the time about talking to them about Jesus and it's just, it's awesome. So Maddie wanted to do an article in this edition of the magazine, so we opened it up to her and she talked about um, why it's important for your children to read their Bible every single day. But the cool thing is, is uh, she wants to do, and, and it's what we're going to do, we're going to have a a Bible reading challenge for your children in the month of November. So starting on November the 1st through the end of the month, November the 30th, we're going to be doing a Bible reading challenge for your children. And Maddie's going to host that. She wanted to host that for the kids. Maddie's up every morning reading her Bible, like even if she, she'll, sometimes she'll get up super early before Carol and I even get up and we'll come out and, and we'll look and she's already on the couch with her Bible reading her her daily, uh, her, her daily Bible verses. so <clears throat> she wanted to do something like that with your children and wanted to uh, include your family. so uh, we'd like your kids to get involved with the Bible reading challenge, and we're going to do more through the website so that you can interact with us. And uh, if you're okay with it, if you're cool with it, like to take pictures of your children doing their Bible reading as well. We're gonna take a picture of Maddie doing hers and we're gonna put all those pictures of your kids and our kids doing the Bible reading challenge in November and put them on the website, kind of like a scrolling Instagram feed uh, of all of our kids getting into the presence of God and reading the word of God. So that's coming up starting November the 1st and we're gonna give you more details and we're gonna have something on the website for you guys to get involved with. But um, we wanna see that you guys are getting involved with your children. We want to start our kids young. We want to get them into the presence of the Lord as soon as possible, as soon as they have the ability to understand the things of God. We want to get them involved because the Bible says in Proverbs that if you'll train them up in the way that they should go, when they're older, they won't depart from it. I got some blowback yesterday from one of my friends online that doesn't, uh, doesn't believe that you should make those kind of statements. That uh, you know that it's not a it's not a guarantee. You know that that I was told Proverbs is not a guarantee that uh, those things will come to pass for your family. That you know just because the Bible says if you train them up in the way they should go when they're old they won't depart from it. It's not a guarantee. But I take the Bible at face value. I take the Word of God at face value. There are no conditions on that verse of Scripture other than if you'll do it. If you'll raise them up, train them. Training is different, by the way. I'm not going to get into this, but training is different than just going to church. <laughs> training is different than going to church. Training is actually discipline in godliness. Anybody can go sit in a church seat. It doesn't mean your life's going to change. It's training. You know, I had a, I had someone when I was a youth pastor, I had a, I had a parent come in and was upset at me because they said, well, you know, my daughter comes to your youth group. You know, my daughter's in your youth group all the time. And uh, she came now. She's starting to act wild. She's doing stuff at school. Shoot! And I said, hold on. I cut her off right there. I said, hold on. Let me tell you something. I said, number one, there are 168 hours in a week. I have your daughter for one of those hours. One. You have her for the rest. I said, so if there's an issue in her lifestyle, I said, who do you think is to blame? Is it the, the youth pastor that has her for one hour or the parent that has her for 167 hours. And that's the key, is that you can't just throw your kids into church or throw them into VBS or throw them into youth group and expect everything to be perfect. There's a training that goes on. We raise our kids in godliness. We raise our kids in the power of God and teach them the decisions to make. We teach them which way to go. God doesn't want our families to learn by destruction, but by instruction. God doesn't want your, your child to have to be destroyed to learn their lesson. He doesn't want you to have to go through hurt to have to learn your lesson. He wants to be able to give you instructions from his mighty word that will uh, that will allow you to uh, walk in the victory he's planned for you on a daily basis. And so I want you to understand this today. God has an instruction for your family through his word that will bring you into victory daily. Bring you into daily victory. I like that, Gina. Gina said Christianity is a verb. It's an action word. That's right. Christianity is not just something that we're labeled with. It's something we do on a daily basis, something we do on a daily basis. And I believe that we can impart to our children and see them raised up in the power of God and see them generation after generation. I'm a product. I mean, seriously, I'm a product of people that have been faithful to train their children uh, in the ways they should go my grandfather trained my parents and his other children. They've trained me We're training our children. You can raise them up and train them up in the way they should go So that's why we're doing this. We want to start early We want to interact with not just you but your children and uh, And Maddie and Brooklyn are excited to be a part of of your your children's lives and walk with God So we're gonna start with this Bible reading challenge in November and uh, just for for a heads up for you guys to know the Bible reading challenge will be daily uh, November 1st through the 30th, it will be three chapters of the New Testament every day, three chapters of the New Testament every day, one Psalm and one proverb. So five chapters of the Bible is all that we're doing every day. And that's, you can do that within 30 minutes. So three new, cha- and you can choose where they start. If you want to guys, we will have suggestions. Uh, we'll have a Bible reading plan that we're going through Uh, Obviously, if you want to deviate and kind of do your own thing and lead your children, that's fine. But we're going to have a suggested uh, Bible reading plan for every day of the the month of November that if you want to join in with us and kind of synchronize, we're going to all do it together. And I think that uh, uh, by the end of this, I know we're going to see increase in our children. And uh, I believe that we're going we're gonna to do more and more of this. Carol and I have been talking, and we're going to do more and more to be a blessing to your children as well. So I'm excited about that, and uh, Maddie's very excited. And I know she's, uh, she's pumped up to get with your kids and, and, uh, and start doing things in the presence of the Lord. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to give you a heads up that this magazine coming uh, is, is, one of the, is the first. That we've ever done anything like this for your children and there's going to be more and more and more stuff available you've heard me and carolyn talking about uh even the confessions that we make um over our children nightly and have the, our children make with us um, we're going to start doing things as well for for your kids uh for example we, we're going to put, to put together some um some some designs and uh and some graphics and uh, make some posters that we can send uh, out and for your kids' walls in their room and things like that. Uh, different confessions, different things from the word. And, uh, and just surround them with the things of God, have it in front of their eyes, have it in their ears, all the time we're filling our children with the power of God. So exciting things happening, man, I'm, I'm pumped up about it and we have a lot more to tell you, but I, I can't release it all here today, but we have things in the works and we're planning things that are about to be launched that are gonna stir you up in your, and bless your whole family. So I'm glad you're joining me today. Take a minute before we jump in, share this broadcast and uh, I'm pumped up about what God's gonna do. As you saw in the title, or the description of this broadcast, wherever you're watching, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, uh, take a moment to share this. This is a very important broadcast today, and it's gonna change you. I'm talking about this subject of one deadly mistake that will really stop the increase God has planned for your family and for you personally. And um, let me just start by saying, as you know, as well as I do, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. He has blessings already set aside for you. Not just in heaven, but right here on the earth, God has blessings set aside for you. And what do I mean by that? Well, we know that there are blessings in heaven, but Paul told Timothy something very interesting in his first letter to Timothy. He said in 1 Timothy chapter 4, that godliness is profitable unto all things promising benefits in this life, as well as the life to come. So understand, Paul was teaching Timothy, if you'll walk and live in godliness, you'll not have to wait until you get to heaven to experience the blessings of God. You won't have to wait. And that's what many people do, is they try to push off um, the blessings of heaven, the blessings of God, until we get to heaven. But we don't have to wait until we get to heaven to experience the blessings of heaven. Uh, In fact, we can experience them here on the earth. And Paul was teaching Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, he said, even though physical exercise only profits a little bit, godliness, the effort, the practice of godliness is profitable in every area of life. It'll be profitable in your relationships, in your mind, in your physical body. You know, you, you go through everything, your finances, every area of your life will profit from godliness. And so the reason that we are talking about the fact that you don't have to wait to experience your blessings, God has things for you now. He wants to do things for you now. Uh, and, and we it, people that push them off until we get to heaven, they're missing out on what God has planned for, for his children on the earth. One of the things that I love is how Christ taught his disciples to pray. We call it the Lord's Prayer. But it's found in Matthew chapter six, and the Bible says, he said it this way, give us this day, our daily bread, which means there's fresh bread available for you every single day. There is fresh bread available for you every single day. Then he said this, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think about that. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is saying, and I preached about this in Rochester a bit, Jesus is actually teaching that we can synchronize the data of heaven with earth. So understand this. If any of you, if you have a smartphone, you know that now they've gotten technology to the place where you don't even have to uh, connect your phone to your computer anymore. Now you can do all your backups, all your syncing, everything with the cloud. And so that means, and one of the things I love to use, there's a product I use on all my phones and all my devices, even my laptop. I use a product called Microsoft OneNote. It's a note-taking application like Evernote or any other kind of note-taking application. But I love it because it synchronizes to the server in the cloud to all devices instantly. So, Literally, if I'm having my phone around and I'm just literally, God's giving me stuff and I'm popping it in, the moment I'm done putting that in my phone, it's already in my tablet and it's already on my laptop. So no matter what device that I'm sitting at, I have all the information at any given time with that one thing. Well, what's happening? It is synchronizing that data to the cloud and then it's going to every device that I have. So from the cloud, the data is synced and sent back down. So think about this. Even if my devices were to be destroyed, even if I were to buy a new device, for example, wouldn't matter. All that data that is in the cloud would then be synchronized again back to that device. And that means that that device would look exactly like what's up in the cloud looks. It's synchronized. It is the same. So the same thing is what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter six. Jesus said to to his father and taught his disciples to pray. He said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, which means that you can take the data of heaven, the realities of heaven and sink them down into you on the earth. So think about this. Uh, Maybe let's just say, maybe that there were, there was emptiness in your device, that you had folders in that note taking application that were empty. And that you'd already put stuff in, but you look at at it and it's empty. So, but the thing is this, once they sink, the folders that were empty are now filled with the content that you have planned for it. Now watch, the same is true in your life. When Jesus is teaching, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm pulling down the data of heaven and sinking it into my device, which is my body and my life. So for example, is there any sickness in heaven? No, there's none. There is no sickness in heaven. So if something like that shows up in my body, I need to synchronize. Let your will be done on earth. I'm pulling down the data of heaven into this device until this device looks like the server in heaven. I am synchronized. Sickness has to leave because it's not what's on my cloud in heaven. I'm actually synchronizing so I look the same. I look the same as what's in heaven. I'm synchronizing my data. If I have depression, if I have anxiety, if I have suicidal thoughts, those things are not in heaven. So when I synchronize to heaven, I pull down that data into my package. I have the ability now. Those things have to leave because they're not actually on my server in heaven. So when I synchronize to it, I am looking like, feeling like, sounding like what's in the cloud. You understand? So the ability to experience heaven's blessings on the earth. I have the ability to experience heaven's blessings on the earth. And it comes through that ability to synchronize with God's spirit and get into his presence. That's why I love the fact that his presence is not just in heaven. His presence is on the earth. His presence is in me. I'm filled with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And so because I am, I now have the authority and the ability to synchronize with heaven. And so do you. It's an exciting thought. I can synchronize my life with what's going on in heaven. And so understand God has a plan to bless you now not later, not just in heaven, here now on the earth. In fact, those of you that are watching, it's so vital that you catch this. I want you to write it in the comments today. God has a plan to bless me now. I want you to write it in the comments. God has a plan to bless me now. If you're watching on Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, I want you to put it in the comments. If you're if you're listening to this on the podcast, I just want you to say it out loud. God has a plan to bless me now. God has a plan to bless me now. And the reason that I want that to be in your spirit and the reason that I want that to be in your mouth as a confession and you to write it is because if we ever get ourselves to the place where we don't believe that to be true, then we will always push our blessings off into the future, into a place where we can't access them until we die or until the rapture takes place. And so what we'll do is we'll sit here and say, well, you know, that's just life. That's just this world. That's just this culture right now. That's just how things go. And you'll believe that you have to take life as it comes. But I want you to hear me. God has a plan to bless me now. God has a plan to bless me now by the power of his spirit. And so I want you to hear this today. He has a plan to bless your family, a plan to bless you a plan to set you head and shoulders above the rest. We must synchronize with heaven and receive our blessings now. Godliness is profitable unto all things. Your relationships are receiving a touch in Jesus' name. All your relationships, maybe you have unsaved children, they're coming back into the kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe a husband or a wife Maybe maybe your parents are not serving the Lord. Loved ones, friends, they're coming in in Jesus' name. Your godliness will be profitable unto all things. Maybe you're battling sickness right now. Your godliness is being profitable unto all things. Your physical body will benefit from the power of God in your life. And healing's coming to you in Jesus' name. Maybe you have issues in the mind. Maybe you're battling anxiety, depression, fear, panic, suicidal thoughts. Something's changing by the power of God. It's changing by the power of God. In Jesus' mighty name, your finances will receive a touch by the power of the Holy Spirit. All things in your life are going to experience a change because of your, your ability to synchronize with the power of heaven and the power of God. And so I want to talk to you today, a very important subject. I want to talk to you about your ability to Uh, To walk in never-ending increase. But one thing I've seen often, and Carolyn and I were just talking about this recently, is that we're seeing often a a mistake that people are making that's keeping them from walking in that full increase all the time. And, And it's keeping them from walking in the blessing God has planned. Did you know God can have a blessing planned for you? He can have things set aside for you and ready for you, but you can actually not receive those things. And it would be the same. Now, think how crazy this is. It would be the same as if there was no blessing planned for you. That's what blows my mind. The fact that God could plan a blessing for you and you not receive it, and your life would look the same as if he didn't plan a blessing for you. So this is why it's so important for us to receive what God has planned for us. It's so important for us to receive what God has. All right, so let's jump in. Genesis chapter eight, and I I know you know this verse of scripture, but we've got to start with it so that we can set a foundation for what we're saying today, what we're talking about today. Genesis chapter eight and verse 22. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, um, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease, shall not cease. So let's just get this in our spirits at the very top of this teaching today. And top of this broadcast is that as long as this earth remains, and by the way, we will not destroy this earth. We will not. It would be impossible for man to, to destroy this earth. You can't do it. Bible prophecy is already in place. God himself reserves the right to destroy this earth by fire at the end of this the, this uh, dispensation. It's not going to be man. It's not going to be God. It's, it's not going to be man with nuclear war pollution or destroying the ozone. Or, none of that is going to destroy this earth. God said, I'm going to destroy this earth by fire and create a new heaven and a new earth. So this earth will remain until God's plan is completed. And as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time. And harvest. So watch this. This will set us up for what God's saying today. In the comments section, I want you to write it this way: seed time and then all capital letters. And and then harvest. Regular harvest. Seed time, all caps, and and then regular harvest. Pop that in the comments right now, and I want you to look at that. I want you to type it, hit enter, throw it in the comments, and look at it. I want you to see how that looks seed time and harvest. It's so vital because this is where we're headed today and this is what Carol and I have seen. There's Kelly. Keep writing it. Says Taya. That's right. And I want capital and in the comments section. Seed time, capital and and harvest. Just like that. Thank you, Regina. Keep, Keep writing it. Keep writing it. Keep writing it. The only thing in capitals I want is the word and. That's it, Rodney. And harvest. And. And. That's it. I'm looking at that The thing that joins the two together, and, and, see, look at that in the comments section. The word and, capitalized. The reason that I want you to see it, and, the word and capitalized, is because seed time and harvest go together. They go together. It's not God's system of seed time, as some people would try to make you feel like it is. God's system of seed time. No, it's not God's system of seed time. And also, let me go a step further. It's not God's system of harvest. Harvest does not exist alone, as you guys are writing in the comments. Seed time and harvest. If you listen to some uh, uh, preachers or Christians talk, I put those two together, preachers and Christians. And it came out creatures. If you listen to some creatures talk, uh, if you listen to some Christians or preachers talk, you would, they would have you believe it's just a system of seed time, seed time, seed time, seed time, seed time, seed time. It's not what it is. It's not what it is. And then there, you listen to other preachers preach or other Christians talk, you'd think it's just the system of harvest, 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 harvest. It's not that. It's not that. It's seed time and harvest. It, that's a big and. That's why I have it on all capital letters. It's a big And. It means something, and I'm gonna show you why in just a moment. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. That means, in order to be qualified for your harvest, there has to be a seed time. But, watch this, in order to have another seed time, you must have a harvest. This is so vital, and I don't think people catch this enough. (laughs) That's right, creatures sometimes. (laughs) but understand this is that in order to have another seed time, you've got to have a harvest. So I think we can all understand that there can be no harvest unless we sow a seed. Anybody gets that part, right? Anybody gets that. Well, you obviously harvest is a result of seed time. Yes, we know that, but go on further. You can't have another seed time unless your harvest comes because within your harvest, there's also more seed. Now, In today's teaching, what I'm talking about that literally is a deadly, deadly practice that cancels so many Christians from receiving never ending increase is that they reject the harvest. Listen to me what I'm saying. They reject the harvest. They reject the harvest. And I want to stay on topic with this because it's so very important. I know we have questions and I appreciate the questions, but I've got to stay on topic with this because it's so vital that you catch it. The more Carolyn and I travel, the more that we continue to work for God, the more Christians that we encounter, and the more we try and attempt to bless other people. One thing I've found that almost, I mean, it breaks my heart and it irritates Carolyn as well, is that there are so many believers that reject or refuse the harvest. They reject or they refuse the harvest. And we're going to talk about this in a moment. Why? Why are there Christians rejecting or refusing the harvest? There are a few reasons that it happens. And I I know this to be true. But I want you to see it at the outset that you've got to have a harvest. It's not just seed time, seed time, seed time, seed time. It's seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Which means don't be expecting to sow seeds and have no harvest coming back. The harvest, as I've said many times, is a slave to your seed. Your seed calls out to the harvest, and it must come back. Your seed calls out to the harvest, and it must come back. So you can't have seeds without harvest, and you can't have more seeds without harvest. See that? So they work together. God gave you both of them, and they work for your life and for your family. Now, as as Carolyn and I have been traveling and seeing things happen, we notice because we always want to be in a place where we're ready to bless other people. We bless people as often and abundantly as possible. We're blessing people as much as possible. Blessing kids, blessing families, blessing parents, bless anybody we come in contact with, we want to be an asset, not a liability. We want to be a blessing. That's what the Bible teaches Abraham, Abrahamic Covenant all about. I'll bless you and I will make you a blessing. I live to be a blessing to people. I love to bless people. But it frustrates me when I bless people or when I have a desire to bless someone and they reject the blessing or they reject the harvest, they won't receive the blessing. It is so frustrating. And I believe, too, that that's how God feels when his children reject his blessing or even when his children don't believe in the message of blessing. Because understand, can you imagine if Christmas time came around? And my children were all, they all came downstairs and I had purchased for them and presented to them all these gifts under the tree that I'd bought and all these things that I'd prepared. And my kids sat there on the couch and they said, no, no, we don't, we don't want any of those presents. No, we don't, we don't want any of those. And it's like... I, I took the time to prepare these blessings for you. I took time to buy them. I took time to wrap them. I brought them here. I presented them to you. Oh, no, we couldn't receive that. No, thank you. Uh, no, i I'm not. Thanks for thinking of me. We, we, we just couldn't receive that. Thank you. No, I, I put, think about how that makes the giver feel. The giver feels, I can't believe that they won't receive this. I can't believe. I want to bless them. I want to bless them. Why won't they receive it? And there's so many believers, trust me when I tell you this, because I've experienced them all over America and around the world, that they won't receive their harvest. And I'm going to talk about why. Now look with me at the Gospel of Luke 6.38, another verse that you know well. Another verse that you know very, very well. Quoted all the time in church because it's one of the only uh, scriptures preachers know when they take the offering. Um, Luke chapter 6. And verse 38, the Bible says, give. Now, this is Jesus speaking. Give, and it will be given to you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will will it be put into your lap? For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. It will be measured back to you. And I love how it says in the King James, given it shall be given unto you. Uh, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Shall men give into your bosom? Shall men give into your bosom? I want you to see this. We understand this, that when we give, we're a blessing to others. But I want you to understand this as well, okay? When your harvest comes back, God is going to use men and women to bless you. God is going to use men. In fact, this is so important to what I'm teaching that I want you to write it in the comments. God is going to use men to bless me. And just use men because it's generic, you know, like mankind, human, you know, humanity, men. I don't mean just no women are coming to bless you. For every feminist that's watching me today, uh, this is not a patriarchal broadcast. I'm just saying men generic. God's going to use men to bless me. I want you you to put that in the comments. God is going to use men. If you feel like putting men and women, put it. God is going to use men to bless me. Put it in the comments section. That's right, Judy. God is going to use men to bless me. So understand, as you guys are writing this, this is so vital that people catch this. So vital. You know, I don't know what people think is going to happen. I honestly, I don't know what people think. You think God's going to somehow open up the heavens and rain down money into your house? I mean, he could, but that's not what he does. You, you honestly, we think God's going to open up the heavens and drop a Mercedes into your driveway. You think God's going to open up the heavens and your paychecks and your bonuses and your raises are going to start raining down. It doesn't work like that. God is going to use men to bless me. He's going to use men to bless me. That's what the Bible says in Luke 6 38. He will cause men to give into your bosom. write it. God is going to use men to give into my bosom. He's going to use men to bless me. That's right. He's going to use men to bless me. That's how God operates. God uses people. It's important to know God uses people. And obviously God can use his creation to bless you. I get that. Ravens came and blessed Elijah while he was during a drought and uh, you know I understand God can use his own creation but you understand that for the majority of the time you know how many times have you had an animal bringing you your uh, your increase how many times have you had you know uh, a tree produce for you you know you know what I'm saying it's going to be men God is <laughs> AJ's bad <laughs> God is going to use men AJ said God's going to use men to bless me and the princes and maybe women <laughs> your wife's going to get you AJ I know it Um, God's going to use men. Why is it important for us to know this? Let me ask you, why is it important for us to know this? Because when the blessing comes, when the harvest comes, you've got to be ready to receive it. You see that? God's going to use men to bless me. If you haven't written it, write it. God's going to use men to bless me. Why do I have to know that? Because when my harvest comes back, I must recognize it and receive it. I have to recognize it and receive it. I can't reject the blessing when it comes back to my life. I can't reject the blessing when it comes back to my life. So why? Let's ask a question or two. Why do you think it is that some people cannot receive uh, the blessings when they come back from God through the form of people? Well, I think the first reason is they don't realize or recognize that it's coming from people. They think God's going to do this somehow supernatural thing, where somehow a harvest is going to be formulated and somehow supernaturally, um, you know, like like it's some kind of a a secret drop that's going to be, you know, you're you're going to hear your doorbell ring and all of a sudden there's a black duffel bag on your porch filled with twenty dollar bills. I mean, you know, that may happen for you. God bless you. Watch for the FBI, but if, if if that does happen for you, God bless you. But God's going to use men and women to bless you. He's going to use men and re- women to bless you. So I think one thing is people don't understand or or recognize or discern that when a blessing is coming from a man or a woman, they say, they don't recognize that as God bringing them back a harvest from what they've done in dedication to the kingdom. So it's like, well, you know, I, I sowed my seed and, 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 and this is what happens. I've, you know, I've sowed my seed. No, that's all right. God's going to bless me. You know, th- think about that. Yeah, we're going to get to that tie but a person comes with with a blessing that God spoke to them to do for your life. And he's like, well, you know, no, thank you for thinking of me, but God's going to bless me. Well, how do you think he's going to do it? That's how he's going to do it. I heard a story one time that pertains to this very thing that I'm talking about, that there was, a, um, there was a, a, a flood that took place that was sweeping through this state and a region of this state. And the floodwaters were getting so high that uh, people literally... Uh, if they were stranded in their homes, they had to go out of the first floor up into the second floor and everything. And as the floodwaters were raging, there was a Christian woman in her home and she was down on the base, the bottom floor and she was, she was praying, God, save me. God, I pray, provide a way, make a way out of no way for me to get out of this, get out of this storm, get out of this flood. And uh, as soon as it came by, emergency vehicles Came, came by the bottom of their house while floodwaters were still low and said, come on, jump in the truck. And she shouts out the door, no, God's going to save me. God's going to save me from this. And so they finally drive away. Well, the floodwaters got too high for her to be. Uh, on the on the first floor she went up into the second floor of her home and the floodwaters continue to rise continue to rise continue to rise and she's praying oh god save me from this issue save me from this problem and all of a sudden a coast guard boat comes through and out the window she sees and they're motioning to her come out the window come get in the boat we'll get you out of here and she screams out the window no god's gonna save me god is gonna save me i've been praying god's gonna save me and then finally, the floodwaters rose too high for the second story, and she had to get up on the roof of her house. And now the, the current is strong, and it's, it's raging, and she's on the roof still praying, God, save me. I know you can do it. You're, you're the and, and all of a sudden, a Coast Guard helicopter comes by, tries to drop a ladder to her. Get on. Get on. No, God's going to save me. And the, finally, the co- co- Coast Guard flies away, and the, the floodwaters rose so high that it swept her off of her roof, and she drowned. And when she got into heaven, she was confused when she talked to the Lord. She said, Lord, I was praying and praying and praying that you would send help. Praying and praying that you would help me. Why did you never send help? God said, I sent you help three times and you never took it. So understand the same is true with our harvest. Is that you look at this, people say, God, bless me. Oh, God, hallelujah. Oh, shut up. Bless me. I pray. Send overflow. ever. And then people come to bless you. Oh, thank you, brother. I I couldn't receive that, but thank you for thinking of me and my family. God bless you. Oh, we really appreciate you thinking of us, but we couldn't accept that. Well, that's the same thing. God uses men and women to bless you. He uses men and women to bless you. Stop rejecting the blessing of God that's coming to you through men and women. So number one, you've got to recognize who's coming to bless you you've got to recognize that God uses men and women to bless your life without question, without question. Number two, it's a false humility or pride. There's a false humility, and this is huge, huge in our nation, a false humility or a pride that says, no, no, we couldn't receive that. And it seems humble. It seems like you're trying to be nice, but really it's pride. I know so many people in this, in this, in this culture, I know so many people, <laughs> I love Rodney. He said, people's too proud. He said, if you're too proud to receive from men, please endorse your check to Rodney Hall. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cause that's true. Rodney, it's true. And, and, and understand this. It's so interesting that, that people allow pride to be their destruction as the Bible says it would. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You're being destroyed financially because you won't be humble enough to receive your blessing from men and women who God will use at any given time to be a blessing to your family without question. God wants to bless you and he uses men and women to do it. But pride will keep you from receiving your harvest. Pride will keep you from receiving that harvest and it's so dangerous and i've heard it so often well brother thank you so much for for thinking of us but you know we couldn't accept that you will never hear from my lips the phrase we couldn't accept that i mean i can't even i can't even imagine i mean i'm, I'm right now i'm just i'm searching for words i'm searching for words we Couldn't accept that. What kind of a phrase is that for people who know they have a harvest coming back? We couldn't accept that. And I I love this. AJ brings up the verse that's in my spirit, James 4, 6. God opposes the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. Actually, the Bible says, gives more grace to the humble. So I want you to think about this. If God is giving more favor, the word grace there is actually the same word for favor. If God's giving favor to the humble... But he's opposing the proud. You know, think about that because Paul wrote to the Roman church and he said, If God be for you, tell me who can be against you. If God be for you. So flip that scripture around and understand what the Bible is actually saying also. If God is against you, who can be for you? Because the ones to whom that scripture is written, the Christians, God's on their side. So when he says, who can be against you, that means that no matter what enemy it is, if God's on your side, they're defeated. So flip that and speak to the enemy. If God's against you, who can be for you? doesn't matter how many corporations line up on your side. doesn't matter how many governments or armies line up on your side. If God's opposing you, you're done. You're done. And that's what the the, the book of James chapter four is telling us. God opposes the proud. So think about this, when pride creeps into someone's life, God is actively opposing and rejecting a person. I mean, if you've ever watched, some of you need to go on YouTube and pull up some some running backs, Uh, go go find find some Barry Sanders uh, and some great running back compilation clips and watch people catching a stiff arm on a good run, catching a stiff arm and knocking a defender onto their behind. A hard stiff arm to the mask or to the chest, knocking somebody off to the side. Imagine that's a human (laughs) stiff arm in somebody. Imagine if God threw you a stiff arm. You're trying to run forward in your purpose and God throws you a stiff arm because of pride. Because he's actively opposing you. Pow. And when God opposes the proud, you understand he's actively, actively standing against you. I don't want to ever be in that place where God's opposing me, where he's opposing what I'm doing, opposing my purpose, opposing me because I'm walking in pride, so much pride that God has to actively oppose my life. He opposes the proud, but he gives more grace, gives more favor to the humble. Now, flip with me over to Matthew chapter 5. This will open your eyes to what we're talking about in this humility. Humility has no issue receiving no issue receiving, you know, I, I remember I was recording a YouTube video one time about the blessing of the Lord. And I was talking about how God will send, this was a, an object lesson to me. <clears throat> God was talking about uh, through me to the people watching on how uh, he will send men and women to bless you. And as I'm doing the video, literally, as I'm doing the video, there's a knock on my door that was next to my studio. I had to stop the video and I went outside and I said, Hey, what's up? It was my neighbor. He goes, man, listen, this truck just came by selling meats, like frozen meats. And he said, you know, it was such a good deal that I had to buy it. He said, they had every kind of thing you can imagine. They had seafood. They had filet mignon. They had New York strip steak. They had chicken wrapped in bacon. They had, and he went down the line, had everything that you could imagine in this this frozen meat package. And he said, then the guy told me that if I'd buy one, he'd give me one free. So it was a buy one, get one free. He said, man, I'm gonna give you the other one. I wanna give you the other one. He said, and he said hold, so come over. I'm, I'm going home in between this YouTube video about how God uses men to bless you. I'm walking home with my arms filled with boxes of frozen filet mignon, New York strip, chicken wrapped in bacon, seafood, crab legs, crab cakes, uh, salmon, fish, everything. It's loaded up in my arms. I'm walking back, putting it in my freezer. And then he comes over. And says to me, now listen, I know I just gave you the, the half of it. He said, but I want you to take my half too because I got no more room in my freezers. I got my freezer in my garage full, freezer in my house full. I can't, I can't deal with it. So he said, you just, you take the rest of it, put it at your house. And by the end, just, just gave it to me. But <laughs> he just gave me the whole thing. And so I'm, I'm literally sitting there talking about how God will send men to bless you. And my door rings and somebody fills my garage freezer and fills my freezer in the kitchen with filet mignon. New York strip, chicken wrapped in bacon, crab cakes, crab leg, I mean, everything you can imagine. And you understand, if, now imagine this, if I had been in the place, if I had been in the place, walking in that pride, where I came outside and he said, hey man, they they got all these things. And I said, oh no, thank you, brother. Thank you for thinking of me and Carolyn. But we're fine. You know, we can buy our own groceries. We don't need you to give us a handout. We don't need charity. If that's the way that I lived my life, every single blessing that God sent my way would be rejected and left on the table if that's the way that you that the, that the enemy tricks you into living your life, all of the blessings God sends you would be left on the table. And God doesn't want your blessings left on the table, he wants them in your house. He's sending men and women to bless you so that you can increase in your house, your family will be blessed. The Bible literally says, I'll read Matthew five in a minute, but the Bible literally says in Psalm 112, one of my favorite verses of scripture, Psalm 112 says, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. That includes giving and seed time. His offspring will be mighty in the land and the generation of the upright will be blessed. Look at verse three, wealth and riches are in his house and his righteous acts or his righteous deeds will endure forever forever. That's that's what the Bible says regarding people who delight themselves in the laws of the Lord, the commandments of God. Wealth and riches will be in their house. Without question, God has a plan to bless you. But notice, if you can't receive the way that it comes, then you'll miss it. You'll miss your blessing. You'll miss your increase. Look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5. The Bible says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so meekness, and I want you to write this in the comments, please, because this is how many people view it. But I want you to write this so that you know what I'm talking about. Meekness is not weakness. Please write that in the comment section. Meekness is not weakness. So vital that you hear that today. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is humility and humility is strength. Humility is literally supernatural strength. That's right. Pop it in the comments. Meekness is not weakness. People think if I act meek, then I'm weak. No, you're not. You're strong. You're strong because meekness is humility. And humility is supernatural strength. You know why? Because supernatural strength, it's it's you getting access to God's strength. It's you gaining access to God's strength. He opposes the proud, but what does he do? Gives more grace, favor to the humble. More grace, more favor to the humble. So when you walk in meekness or humility, you're actually gaining access to supernatural strength. Because no longer is God opposing you. Now he's on your side fighting for you. And if he's fighting for you, then his strength is your strength. So meekness is not weakness. It is divine strength on your behalf. It is divine. That's why you have inheritance. That's why you have the ability to inherit. Because now God is putting into your hand what he's planned for you because you're, there's zero pride in your life. Zero pride in your life. You are blessed. You are blessed by God because you say, Lord, not only will I obey the commands of your word, but I will not reject your system. Now let's get into this for a second because there are people that are rejecting the system of God. They're rejecting the system of God. What is the system? The system is seed time and harvest. God's system is not seed time. And God's system is not harvest. God's system is seed time and harvest. Don't cut your covenant in half. And listen, write that. Because that'll be a a reminder to you. I want you to put that in the comment section today. I won't cut my covenant in half. I won't cut my covenant in half. Put it in the comments and believe it for the rest of your life. I won't cut my covenant in half. I refuse to. Yes, he will, Dennis. I I, I refuse to. I refuse to cut my covenant in half. That's a foolish thing to do, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give, 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 and refuse my, my harvest when they come back because they're coming in the form of a man or woman. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut my covenant in half. That's right. I'm not going to cut my covenant in half. I refuse it. I'm not going to just give, 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 give with no expectation of a harvest that's coming in the form of men and women who are being sent to bless me. They're being sent to bless me in Jesus name. They're being sent to bless you in Jesus name. I won't cut my covenant in half. That's right. Write that, man. Feel that feel the power of that. I won't cut my covenant in half. No way. God's got people coming and and, and listen, I get it. I get what the message of prosperity is. God's going to send me to bless somebody. I don't believe that the message of prosperity is just God send people to bless me. It's God send me to be a blessing. That's what he said to Abraham. I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. So without question, I'm going to be blessed to be a blessing to other people. But how's God going to get that harvest to me? He's going to send men and women to bless me. He's going to send men and women to bless you. That's what, and then as you are blessed, you are empowered to bless other people. You are empowered today to bless other people without question. You are empowered. Listen, this is a very, very important uh, 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 podcast uh, and broadcast. Those of you that are listening on the podcast, it's vital. You need to share it. You need to share it right now. Understand this. Share this with somebody because this needs to be heard in the body. How can the body of Christ move forward and do what we're called to do? How can we have the resources to continue God's work and his call if we reject the resources because they're coming from men or women? How can we do that? How can we do it? We cannot. God wants to bless us. God's going to push us forward into a momentum that uh, of blessing. You hear what I'm saying? Of blessing that'll be so overwhelming that it will not just cover your house. It's not God's not going to just cover your house. That's just the we're talking needs now. We're talking basic. God's not just going to cover your house. He's going to overflow your house. He's going to overflow your house. He's going to leave you with so much extra so much extra that you will not even, you'll be able to bless others and not even feel it. You'll be able to bless others and not even feel it. (laughs) Amen. Not even feel it. You'll be able to buy others dinner. You'll be able to buy others clothing. You'll be able to do and bless their children, provide their Thanksgiving, provide their Christmas, do whatever. And you won't even feel it. It won't be a stress to you. It won't be a stress to you. I had somebody write me, uh, what was it, two Christmases ago, and said, "Listen, I'm struggling. I've known you for a long time, and I'm struggling." They said, "I'm struggling, and I I, I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm embarrassed to even write you." This is what they said: "I'm embarrassed to even write you with this because you've been a great friend uh, all these years, and, and, and I'm struggling, and I just don't have." We've gone through hard times. This is what the message that I got on Facebook: "I've we've gone through hard times, and." Uh, and they said, I, I, I know I shouldn't ask you this, and I know I feel bad. They said, but I have nothing to, to do. I have nothing to provide for my family for Christmas, nothing. I mean, this is what they wrote me, and this has been a, a friend of mine for a long time. They said, uh, we've, we've gone through an extremely rough patch, and, and I'm embarrassed to tell you, I've got nothing for my children for Christmas. Well, you know, if I was one of those people that didn't believe in the overflow, that, that bad mouthed the blessing of God, I would have been in a place where I'm struggling just to make it for my family. Well, we listen, brother, we just believe in just enough. God's meeting my needs, and you know, I just need you to believe in to meet your needs. You know, and I'm sitting there, well, I've already spent money on my kids and we got our Christmas, and you know, if if I was one of these guys that only believed in God meeting your needs and didn't believe in the overflow as the Bible teaches, then I wouldn't have enough to be a blessing. But you know what? As soon as that message came to me and touched my heart, and I felt the Holy Ghost say, I heard the Holy Ghost say, Be a a blessing. Be a blessing immediately. You know what I did? I immediately sent him finances to provide Christmas for his family. Immediately. And didn't feel it. Didn't feel it. God's gonna bless you. I'm telling you, wherever you're watching, unless you're driving a car, lift your hands and receive this. God's gonna bless you to such a degree. God is gonna bless you to such a degree that you will bless others and will not even feel it in Jesus' name. You will bless others and not even feel it in Jesus name. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. You will bless others and not even feel it. In fact, if you're in the comments section, I want you to write that, pop it in the comments. I will be a blessing and I won't even feel it. I will be a blessing and I won't even feel it. Write that in the comments section. That means it's not gonna be a crisis for you to be able to bless somebody else. It's not gonna cause your your family to go into crisis mode because you have to meet someone else's need. No, you will bless them and you won't even feel it. I want you to raise your hands and receive that. I will bless them and I won't even feel it in Jesus' name. I won't even feel it. It it will not throw me into a tailspin. It will not put me in crisis mode. I will be a blessing and I won't even feel it in Jesus' name, hallelujah. (laughs) I said hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I feel that today. I will be a blessing and I won't even feel it. It will not affect me in the least. It will not throw me into a tailspin. It will not put me into crisis mode. I will not have to go without to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm blessed for this purpose. You're blessed for this purpose. You are blessed for this purpose to be a blessing. You are living in the Abrahamic covenant. What God promised Abraham is available to you. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You're an heir of the blessing of God that was promised to Abraham. The same blessing that came upon him has come upon you through Christ and you are blessed to be a blessing. God will make your name great. God will bless you and you will bless others and you will not even feel it. You'll not even feel it. You'll provide for others, and you will not go into a tailspin because of it, amen. And it's happening quickly in Jesus' name. I said, it's happening quickly in Jesus' name. And others will, they'll be thankful, but you tell them, give God thanks, because he's the one that provided this kind of blessing. There'll be others say, man, you're so wonderful, thank you, You say, no, I'm not wonderful. The Lord is wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. God, Jehovah Jireh, who is our provider, he is wonderful. I don't take the credit for being able to bless you. I don't take the credit for being able to refresh you. No, it only came upon me because I'm connected to the great shepherd and I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You are connected to the blessing of Abraham and you have the ability to walk in supernatural blessing. That's the key today. Don't reject, don't reject the blessing because it comes in the form of a man or a woman. Let me just read this to you. Galatians chapter six. And I think you know where I'm going. The seventh verse of Galatians chapter six. This needs to be heard by all. The Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. And whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. There is a reaping that's coming to you. There is a reaping that's coming to your house. There is a blessing that's coming to your house. And don't reject it when it comes. You know, Carol and I leave and we're so, we're so blown away when we try and try and try to bless people and they won't receive the blessing. They somehow think it's holy or they, they somehow think they're doing a service to someone to reject it or to let it not come into their hand. You're not doing anyone a service to reject your blessing. You're not doing anybody a service to to hold back uh, receiving what God sent to you. God is sending people and attaching them to your life to bless you. Let me show you something. Okay, Let, let me finish with this thought. If it wasn't too good for Jesus, it cannot be too good for you. If this system wasn't too good for Jesus... It cannot be too good for you. Hear me. This is a story, three verses, about Jesus Christ and how God used people to bless him. Check it. Luke chapter eight, verses one through three. Listen to this. Soon afterward, Jesus went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing good news of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. So he had his disciples, but watch this. And also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, whom seven demons had gone out. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others, look at this, and many others, what were they doing? Who provided... For them, or him, out of their means. So these were wealthy women accompanying Jesus and the disciples. And notice what they said. We're talking about the Son of God here. Notice what it says. Who provided for him or them. Some translations say provided for him, being Jesus. Some them, meaning Jesus and the disciples. Provided for them from their means. So listen, even Christ and his disciples... We're a part of seed time and harvest. And harvest. It didn't always have to be God opened up the heavens or a rock in the desert to provide water or ravens. To, you know, God sent people to bless Jesus. People came to be a blessing to him. When he was born, who came? A caravan of wise men. A caravan of wise men came. And listen, they didn't just come as, like you see at Christmas time, the nativity scene, like a tiny little box of gold, a tiny little box of frankincense, and a little vial of myrrh. No, they believed, catch this, it's very important. They believed Jesus was a king, a natural king. And that's what they advised Herod as well, which is why Herod started killing all the babies, two and younger. Because he said, nobody's going to take my throne from me. You're not going to take my throne. So I'll kill every baby prophesied to be a king. And if I can't figure out who it was, I'll kill all the babies because you're not going to take my throne. These men believe Jesus was an actual king, like a natural king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but he didn't come to set up shop on the earth and take Herod's throne. But Herod thought he did and so did the wise men. So when they came to find Jesus, they came to find him with gifts that were fit for a king. Do you see that? Gifts that were fit for a king. So they didn't give him a little thing. The Bible says in the Amplified that they opened up to him their treasure bags. Think about that. Read it for yourself. Get the Amplified and look what the Bible says. They opened up to him their treasure bags because they believed him to be a king. So they brought him gifts fit for a king. From the very beginning of Jesus' life, God was sending people to bless him. Luke chapter eight. These people were attached to Christ to be a blessing to him and his disciples so that they would overflow from their own wealth and their own overflow. Do you think those people had to give all they had? No, they were wealthy. They were blessing and still being blessed at the same time. And that's how it works. It's a never-ending system of increase. It's a never-ending system of increase. Do not reject your blessing. I'm encouraging you today. Do Do not reject the increase that God has plan for you and your family. Don't reject the increase that God has planned for your ministry, for your business, for your children because it's coming in the form of people that God's sending to bless you and he is sending people to bless you. He is sending people. And think about this. Not only is he sending people to bless you, I love the verse in in Luke 6 because it doesn't just say he's sending Christians to bless you. It just says men will give into your bosom, men and women. So it doesn't matter who they are. You know, it does not matter who they are. I was recently preaching about the fact that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. What does that mean? It means that at some point in your life, by the promise of God, someone who is wicked has to transfer wealth or finances into your hand. The wealth of the wicked has to come into your hand. Imagine different ways that that could happen. What if if a house is seized? What if if a beautiful house is seized by the government because it's a drug house and it was a a drug dealer living in a beautiful home and now that home goes on to an auction (laughs) and a home that cost $800,000 to buy new cost you $140,000 at an auction to buy. The wealth of the wicked. Matthew 5 and verse 5, Catherine. The wealth of the wicked laid it for the just. What's to stop? I mean, (laughs) I said this one time laughing. I was preaching in New York and I said, people think that if a drug dealer came in uh, and, and tried to give an offering to our ministry, that I wouldn't receive it because they were a drug dealer. I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would take that money, blow the cocaine off the top of it, and put it in my pocket to preach the gospel. I said, in, in Jesus' name. See, because money is not bad. Money is an inanimate object. It's, it's just money. It's a tool. It's who handles it and what they do with it that makes it good or bad. So if they had it, it was drug money. But the, money, the moment it, the money comes into my hand, it becomes Holy Ghost gospel money. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The night that I preached that, someone told me that there was a a drug dealer in the service in the second row who took an offering envelope and gave an offering, <laughs> and I received it. And it, 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 in the least, it doesn't bother me. In the least, it doesn't bother me. You know why? God said through His Word that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Those homes will be ours. Those uh, vehicles will be ours. Those planes will be ours. Amen. That Those finances will be ours. They're coming into the kingdom of God. And God's sending people to bless you. God is sending people to bless you. There's people at the beginning of this broadcast, you asked, would you pray? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for my family? Would you pray for my finances? And that's what I'm going to do right now. So I want you to take a moment and receive this because God has a plan to bless you. He has a plan to bless you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every man and woman that's watching right now, those that are believing for miracles, they're believing for increase, they're believing, Lord, for their finances to go to another level. There's many watching me, Lord, that they're battling, struggling under the weight of debt, credit card debt, student loan debt, mortgages, car payments. I'm asking you, Lord, as you've done for so many others, lift the weight, break the debt in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray you open doors. Lord, even cancel the debt. Let them get calls on the phone as many others have received in the past. We're we're, we're canceling this student loan debt. We're, We're canceling this debt. We're forgiving this debt. Do it supernaturally, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray for them on their jobs and with their businesses that you would give them raises, promotions, bonuses, benefits, commissions, sales in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm asking you, that those that have a, a desire that you've placed in their heart to start their own businesses, those that you've placed in their heart to become entrepreneurs, Lord, open the doors for them. Open the doors. Give them God ideas. Your word declares that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher than our ways and your thoughts than our thoughts. So give us access to the thoughts and the ways of God today. In Jesus' name, give us access. Let us hear those words. Let us hear those thoughts. I pray it in Jesus' name. Lord, raise up your people as multimillionaires in the body of Christ to fund this end time harvest, to see the gospel preached. Raise up multi multimillionaires in the body of Christ, Lord. Those that you know are faithful to you. Your word says that your eyes are searching through the earth to to find people whose hearts are loyal to you. Find us, Lord. Our hearts are loyal to you. And raise up multi multimillionaires in the body of Christ that will do what you want them to do that will be uh, open and obedient to your word. Bless Pat with a new roof. Those that have not had a raise for Andrew, Lord, he hasn't received a raise in two years, there's back pay of it. Lord, open the doors, let it quickly take place. Bless your people. Lord, every person that's been obedient to sow, to, to tithe, to give, to bless, we're open for your blessing. We've obeyed your word, we're open for your blessing. And we thank you that it's quickly coming to pass. Quickly coming to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Listen, if you receive that prayer, I want you to put some emoji hands in the comments or a a biggest amen that you've got. Put it in the comments and let me know that you you not only received it, but you believe it's quickly coming to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to challenge you, those of you that are watching, to sow a seed of faith. I want to challenge you to take a step of faith today. You know, one reason that many people are not seeing that harvest come back because it's not just harvest. Remember what I said, it's seed time and harvest. Many of you that are watching today, there's a seed that is in your hand right now that the Lord is already speaking to you to sow by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I want to challenge you on this broadcast, on this Monday, to sow that seed and watch what God will do for your life. I want to challenge you to do something right now that takes faith to accomplish. What does that mean? Something that will move your flesh. You'll feel it go. Something that you know is uh, for you, it's a step that not only activates your faith, but it's a step that moves the heart of God on your behalf. It moves the heart of God on your behalf. So I want, to, I want you to take a moment, whatever it might be, on the screen, you see there's four different ways that you can sow a seed today. Number one, you can go to MiracleWord.com and sow a seed right there on the website. Number two, with PayPal, you can use the email address info at MiracleWord.com to sow a seed via PayPal. If you like to use the Cash App, our our name, our username on there is $MiracleWord if you'd like to use Cash App. And then you can use hashtag donate right in the comments section of Facebook. Uh, right here. YouTube you cannot, but Periscope you can. So for Facebook or Periscope, you can use hashtag donate. For YouTube, you'll have to use one of the other three avenues to sow a seed. And uh, if you would like to, if you're one of those people that likes to do the old school, uh, I'll send you a check. That's fine. We receive that. Everything is on miracleword.com. At the footer of the website, you'll find our physical mailing address. If you'd like to send a check, we receive it. and We say thank you. And I want to encourage those of you that are watching to partner and stand with this ministry and watch what God will do for your life. Can I tell you, we've had so many testimonies come back for people that have partnered with Miracle Word Ministries. They said, man, we know, we knew we were supposed to stand with you. We knew we were supposed to partner with you and we put it off. But the moment we did, blessing opened up, things opened up, doors opened up, jobs opened up, homes opened up. We get those kind of messages all the time. And it's because if God's speaking to you to do it, then there's a reason. He's got a blessing on the other side of it. And I'm telling you, as Carol and I are getting ready to step out and do some of the largest things we've ever done, ever, and this has been the best year God's ever given us, without question, in every area, in impactfulness around the world, in open doors, in seeds sown, in impact made through media and other things, this has been the largest. So if you want to connect with us, and I would encourage you to do so, You can use one of these four methods to sow a seed into the ministry today. Do something by faith to see God move your house into another level. And this is you. Let me tell you what I prophesied by the power of the Holy Spirit when we were in Washington. The Lord spoke to me. God was going to take the final four months of this year, September through December, as an on-ramp into what he has planned in 2020, that we were going to accelerate and build momentum in the final months of this year. It's not a time to lay back. It's a time to press forward. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're planning to do. We're pressing forward into the things of God. And right now we're believing that increase is going to hit your house as well as this ministry. And listen, all the things we just prayed, we're asking God to let them quickly come to pass. Quickly come to pass. Do you realize souls are in the balance? This is what I don't uh, think people realize many times. Jesus Christ is coming very soon. I don't know that I've done a a message on Bible prophecy in a while, but I may this week. Jesus is coming very soon. And there are literally souls hanging in the balance who need the gospel of Christ. They need the power of God in their life. And it is up to you and to me to, to make sure that we're doing what God's called us to do, to bring the gospel to those that are dying before it's too late, to ensure that we're doing everything we can do before Jesus comes to see this world and this nation changed by the power of God, no matter what nation you're watching from. And by the way, as we're coming to the end, please pop it in the comments where you're watching from. If you're in the US, if you're overseas, I saw some people logging on from South Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, Uh, there's people watching from the UK, Canada, wherever you're watching from, let us know today. We love that you're joining us every single day. 10.30 10.30 a.m. all this week. I'm going to be with you. And uh, God's doing great things. But take a minute and sow your seed. And uh, I'm believing for increase for your family and for your life. Don't forget, if you haven't done so yet, the magazine's going out this week. This week. So, if you're not signed up to receive it, MiracleWord.com forward slash live. MiracleWord.com forward slash live. And you'll be able to get your copy of Miracle Word Magazine. Once again, Maddie's Bible Club, Maddie's Bible Reading Challenge, starts November the 1st for you and your children as well. We're going to put something up online for you to follow along. We'll have a daily reading guide and plan. And uh, it's going to be awesome. We want your kids to be blessed as well. So we love you guys so much and appreciate it. I'm believing, and I know you guys are believing with me, that uh, Carolyn... Is going to be back on the broadcast with me again this week. Uh, somebody harass her on social media and tell her we want her back on the broadcast. She's working hard with the kids, but I'm so happy to be back with her and the kids now. And um, but let her know on on uh, on social media on Instagram uh, that that you're missing her and you'd like to have her back. She's got some great stuff coming out. A brand new podcast was just released. On nonstop mom. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, uh, go check it out. As well as, if you're a lady that's watching today and you're not a part of the nonstop mom Facebook group, then on Facebook search for nonstop mom. There's a page, but connected to the page is a private Facebook group where Carolyn goes live. She gives away gifts, gives away coffee, she did all, all kinds of stuff to be a blessing. You build your faith. If you'd like to be a part of that, just search nonstop mom and join in with that community of faith-filled moms and women. You don't have to be a mother to be a part of it. There's a lot of single ladies and and those that don't have children that are in the group. It's a place for women of faith to continue building their faith, place of community and fellowship. So it's awesome. I want to encourage you to be a part of that. It's going to be great uh, moving forward. I love you guys. We will be back again tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m., and I'd love to hear from you. So you can always send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Reply on Twitter, or you can text me. As you guys know, if you'd like to get on, get in on the text messages that go out, if you don't get a, get text from me and you don't get to text me back, uh, I would encourage you that last thing, miracleword.com forward slash text, miracleword.com forward slash text. And um, if you'd like to receive texts from me and you'd like to be able to text me whenever you want, prayer requests, whatever, go to that link, sign up and uh, leave me your info. It'll go right into my phone book and then we can stay in contact together. And I'd love to hear from you guys. I love you. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow, 1030 in the morning. I'll be right back here. I've got a word for you this week. I love you guys. Have a powerful day, man. I love you.